Last time on Almost Heroes, we were confronted by a new individual with uh, some guards talking to Cosmo's mom. We approached and they were like, why do you have a giant red hand painted on your home? Um, that's when we met Constable Chav Hunter. Uh, was a nice person. Some of us like him. Some of us don't trust him. Uh, we then talked to Ron Griff, who is the owner of the Boulder Fist Mining Company and also the person that can let undercommon people in and out. We decided that we're going to build a franchise around a hot dog cart. And when it was all said and done, we went to meet Bongrim, and he was dead. We, like 30 good. minutes of the episode was hot dog, so I feel like that was pretty close. And with that, uh, I think we can sorry. start with uh, episode 11, Red Hand. Lynn sees his head drop. Cosmo's standing like right by him. Uh, character or this assassin person just disappeared. Right. Uh, I look to Glenn. Looks at Cosmo and goes, "Cosmo, uh, we're gonna need you to run some interference while we figure out what the hell just happened." Hi. Uh, we might want to look at the dagger in these eyes, and I'll. Uh, I guess I'll go buy us some time. I mean, should I bring him right back? Maybe I should go get Chav. Um, I would say maybe just stand in front of the door and make sure no one comes in. But if you think you can get to Chav before they decide to come in here, spears ablaze, and I think that's a good idea. Well, what do we... we I feel like it's going to end up making it... They're going to point the finger at us. So we... Uh, let, let's take a look. They're 100% going to point the finger at us. Let's take a look at the body, eh? And then we'll go get some help. Sounds good. Uh, Rangram, in your medicine expertise, would mm. you say the dagger through the forehead is what killed him? Not, not even rolling. He just like looks at. Uh, I'm pretty sure that what that's what what would have killed him. But I actually would like to investigate the wound and see. If there's anything spurious about this oh, dagger oh. or the wound, or if this is just like, yep, he got stabbed in the forehead. Um, before you do that, I will go to the other end of the hallway to the front entrance, and I'm gonna just like stand there with my hand on the doorknob. Okay, so let me describe the situation uh, or the the room just a little bit more. So it's it's essentially like a thirty foot hallway that ends in a probably fifteen by fifteen foot like circular area where his desk is in the center which is a kind of a long table and it's right at the end of the hallway so it's essentially just like a big long hallway with a circle on the end and then the, there's two really really heavy double doors that go into this and there are columns uh, running down the length of the hallway that are essentially built into the wall so there's no room behind them so but you can okay. just hide behind them essentially so there's 30 feet on the other side of these double doors that I'm standing in no, no. There's 30 feet from his desk at the end of the hallway to the to double you doors. Down the door. So I'm 30 feet from them. Yes. I'll, I'll allow it. Are you moving? Are you mo Okay, so are you going and you're holding the doors? Um, I, yeah, I'm just going to go stand with my hands on the doors. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Okay. Um, 
as soon as you get close, you, you start getting close to the door, you hear someone that is talking from the other side of the door and they're saying, hey, is everything all right in there? Brongren, I heard shouting. Um, do, uh, crap. Rangram's going to go over to Cosmo and just be like, you got this. You, you got this. I'm just going to touch him on the shoulder and cast guidance and then run back to the other end of the room. Rongren, what's going on in there? Ah, crap. <laughs> what? All right, well, whatever. Okay, all right. I open the doors and I say, and I, like, I look really frantic, and uh, the, guard, the guards and I say, uh, something's happening to Brongren. You Come, quickly. Okay, the two people you see on the other side of the door are, um, there's a heavier set human uh, that's pretty heavily armored. Um, he, pr he was you haven't really dealt with him very many times. Um, and then there are two other regular guards. Um, and it seems like the guards have essentially brought this other person uh, based on the yelling. And so like you want, so all three of them are following you inside that, the room. Right, yeah. So basically it's just like, Rungrim's been attacked. He needs a medic. He needs help. Um, yeah, so they, uh, they run, they're running down the hallway then into the room. And when I see them coming down the hallway, I like do my best to just act as concerned for Braun Grimm's health as possible. Like I am just distraught. I'm like, oh no, Braun Grimm, we were going to do such great things together moving forward in this good relationship that we had. And I'm like shaking him like, get better, Braun Grimm. And I look to them and like, get help. Uh, so you see the uh, kind of, heavier set, uh, heavily armored human uh, with kind of like long, sandy blonde hair. They they go and they grab, uh, they like pick Brongren up and they like hold, they like hold his head up and they can see that the knife is like stuck through his eye socket and essentially out the back of his head. Um, and they put him down and he just says, arrest them immediately. We didn't do it. We, we were for um, like, who, who is this guy? And um, I didn't do it. <laughs> um, the two guards uh, immediately. So I think the the ones closest to them are probably going to be Cosmo and because uh, Rangram, I believe, was by the body. So I think Cosmo and Glenn are going to be the closest that they're going to move to arrest first. And uh, the heavier set guy, uh, he pulls a uh, he pulls a hand axe out of his his pocket. Or out of his uh, off his belt is just don't don't you move. You were the only ones in this room. No, no we, one else has come in or out. Well, that's not true. When we walk into the room, there was a guy right behind him. He put a knife in his head, and then he disappeared. You, and then why came running? It? I came running to the door to get you. We were in here for five seconds, and you heard no noise. There was no struggle. There was no fight. All right, roll a perception or a uh, persuasion check. With guidance. Also, my accent is struggling because I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck <laughs> is going on. Uh, what am I rolling for? Persuasion.
with 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 a d4 okay um i'm also going to use my luck here oh dang right off the bat well i i rolled a two (laughs) i support it so uh means a long rest is in our future (laughs) um yeah oh yeah much better eat shit um 22 (laughs) oh wow okay all right i don't we haven't seen anyone come in and out of this room you're coming with us you're going to the stone cells and we will figure it out i i will come with you i will come with you but you will not put me in irons because i am innocent i will go down and we will talk to chav we will talk right. to Constable Hunter. We will talk. Constable I'm... Hunter, you're you're not going to the Imperial cells. You're going to the Boulderfist cells, the Stone cells. Well, we want. I want to speak with the Council. This is you can't prove it. Oh, you'll have plenty of time to speak with the Council. Um, and uh, you uh, you actually would know. Actually, you you would know um, that this person that you're talking to uh, is known as Evan Chesk. And they are one of the four council, uh, the four captains who runs the mines. The people that are standing in the room? Ev- yeah, the, the bigger, bulkier guy who has the hand axe out in the heavy armor. Mm. I, uh, I'll be honest with you, irons aren't really my, my thing either. I'm more of like a, like a rose gold or maybe a platinum. So if we could just keep the, the irons to ourselves, we'll happily walk with you. We have literally nothing to hide, but... Um, I don't see myself sitting necessarily behind bars, maybe unless there's like a drink on top of it. But, you know, in this situation, I, I don't think we, uh, we've done anything wrong. So maybe you can bring your counsel here. There's a nice desk. There's lots of space. We can uh, maybe have a conversation. You can either come with us and you can go down and stay in a cell or we're going to put you there by force. Brongren is Brongren is dead. Yes, we, need we to can figure- all see that. That's what we were trying to tell you when Cosmo went to the door and whatnot. We're not um, go- I don't think we really have to go anywhere. Cosmo, can he make us do that? Well, he uh, he's starting to kind of look a little bit nervous. The fact that you aren't coming with him, um, and. He looks over at the guard and then says, are you going to come peacefully? I, uh, well, let me, let me ask you a question there, friend. Do you know what an Uber Hulk is? Of course I know what an Uber Hulk is. I know that they're second none to the Lift Hulks. Right. Do you realize that one attacked this town? About this time yesterday? Yeah, of course I do. Of course. And, Listen. And, and let me ask you this, friend. Hold on. Who stopped them? That's who that's stopped. Great, who right? stopped them? Understandable, yes. Right, you, so you, you, you think... Three of you... No, you think that you, free little puny men, want to come in and tell us... That we killed Brongrim, the father of my friend, my friend's father. You want to think that Wait, I... What? That didn't come out right. <laughs> my father's friend, Brongrim. You want to think that I killed him? 
We, I was just around him earlier today. Ask the men. It was cordial. It was very, very There were cordial. guards with him. Mm-hmm. All right. He seems to be kind of like, seems to be calming down a little bit. He kind of like, he seemed like he was about to send someone running for help for more guards. And he kind of lowers his hand. He's like, puts his, and his hand axe is more down to the side now. And he hangs on his belt and goes, all right, listen, just come with us. We won't put you behind the cells, but you need to come down into the lower levels and we need to have a conversation. This is, you don't know how big of a problem this is. Right. With Brongren essentially was the power in this town and kept the peace. There's going to be a lot of problems if we can't figure out between the captains who is going to be taking his place. And right now we need to figure out who killed Brongren? Because if it's not you, that means there is a murder on the loose in this town. Right. And that is the first thing we need to focus on. Right. And right now, we in this room is the only one who knows. So I don't think that we just solved the problem of who will be in control. We will have the conversation. We will tell you what we know. We have no reason to skip town. Right now, we was the only things that is saving this town. So you put us behind bars, the next time those bells ring, no one will be there to save it. All right. And uh, I don't think we actually got acquainted. My name's Glenn. Uh, if we're worried about keeping up the illusion that Barangrim might not be dead, I might have a solution for that. And I cast this guy's self and turn into Brogrim. Yes. yes. And then I do like then I do like a jaunty little like dwarf dance. <laughs> um, oh yeah. come on, that's not we don't dance like that. Well maybe these the surface ones do. Captain Captain Chesk uh Chesk stand, like kind of walks back like a couple feet. He's like That's absolutely horrifying what you've just done. Um I sure can you, please, I, can you please not do that? Can you can you please change back? That's that's absolutely important. Is it is it because you're holding him at the same time? Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I drop this guy's self and say, well, now that we uh, realize we're on the same side, I've uh, spent a good amount of my time actually trying to track down cases like this. Uh, me and my friend here, and I point to Rangram. He's a, a Watsons of sort, if you will. Um, if we can actually just take a quick look before, you know, maybe one of those other captains who might be vying for power gets their grubby hands on the corpse, we, we might be able to right. tell you some answers. We will find, maybe we can uh, try and find a lead based on the dagger of who killed Ron Grimm. You can keep an eye on us the whole time, but give us, give us a minute. Let us do what we do best. We've solved most of your problems since we've been here. Let us solve another one for you. So he he does seem like he's you've persuaded him at least to the fact that like you are not a, a danger you're not going to try to kill them and flee out of here you you know you're acting in a way that it would be contrary to being guilty uh, at this time so 
he doesn't believe you. He doesn't know whether or not you did it or not, but he's, he doesn't think you're a flight risk. And so he sends one of the guards over to essentially stand outside the door. Um, he goes, all right, all right, you have a couple minutes. Let's, let's do this. Let's collect whatever information you need. And then let's go down into the lower levels and we will have, uh, a real meeting and try to figure out what's going on here. Right. Uh, how do you suggest we, uh, get the body to the mines? I would prefer if the body stays here, even right. after we go down below. But if you need to inspect it, you need to look at whatever you need to do. Just be respectful. This All right. is a good friend of mine. Just right. As right. as he was of mine, we will have uphold the greatest respect. Uh, you can send a guard along to uh, prep the meeting, and uh, we will come when we are finished. Oh, I'm standing right here. Oh, well, that's fine. You stay right here. Will you just... All right. Well, Rain Rain, uh, what do you uh Oh, um I'll or right, I I guess I'll take a look. Uh, Glenn, I need a hand from you. And I'm going to like lean over and just like look at so his head's on the table. This is like the knife through the back of his head. Yep. And I'm leaning over and under his breath Ringram says something muffled. Oh, Glenn. <clears throat> I lean Glenn, Glenn hold this. close. Hold this. What does he hand me? It's a hot dog with one bite <laughs> taken out of it. <laughs> I hold, I, I hold it like it's the most important thing in the room. Like I'm okay. like, like almost like a scalpel. I'm like anything, we got mm-hmm. this. And then I'm gonna lean Bongram's body back. Is there anything else about the, the wound or anything about, like the nature of it? Was this definitely just like a stab through the face thing, like from? Yeah. Uh, wound and clerical standpoint would there be like signs of struggle or anything like that poisons um, so, of any kind or uh so i mean if you want to if you want to pull the dagger out and inspect the dagger uh then that would be you can totally do that um or are you trying to leave it where it is and not do that um i'm gonna like look at it and i'm gonna look back at the guy of uh, the other dudes and i'm gonna slowly start pulling the dagger out of his head Engage their reaction on how bad of a move this is. <laughs> I, I'm giving thumbs up while holding a hot dog. <laughs> Whatever that looks like. It looks like this. Just, just do it. Just. They don't seem to be making anything, so just... But then I forget to carry his head, and his head hits the ground again. Oh, on the table. Yeah. Well, easy, Rain Grim. Easy. Um, Re- Chesk is um, just like, oh, 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 no, oh. God, well, just, let's, let's just hurry up, please. Come let's, on. Let's, um, Cosmo moves in. He's like, well, maybe we should just rest him gently down onto the ground. And I put his body down on the floor. Just, just uh, not. Chess, Chess goes over and actually pulls a, a kind of a tapestry off the wall and brings it over and covers him with it. Okay, so I would then lean down and go to investigate the wound. And was it the the heavy armored guy's name chask chask uh c-h-e-s-k chask so Rangram would lean down then i want to actually investigate the wound on his face for any i don't know anomalies yeah, roll medi- yep roll a medicine check so Rangram would lean down and then take the knife and look at chask and go hey hold on to this and he throws the knife at him well okay hold on why would you he do that catches it um <laughs> he doesn't catch it 
at all. He rolled an eight. Uh, it kind of cuts his hand a little bit, and uh, then he, he drops it on the ground. Actually, it doesn't cut his hand. It uh, He's wearing gauntlets, so kind of just he, he can't really catch it, and it falls down the ground and sticks into the carpet. Uh, Cosmo picks it up and looks at it. Okay. Uh, Rangram, what did you roll? Either a nature or a medicine check. I did a medicine check, and I bombed. It was a... It, it's a seven, but it's because I rolled a natural one. Okay. Oof. Yeah. Uh, with with a natural one, I mean, you're like, oh, there's a hole in his head. That's crazy. Uh, mm. With <laughs> uh, looks knife shaped. Um, That's how he died. The knife and what went through his head there, Glenn. Uh, he Cosmo, solved another one. <laughs> Cosmo, you're inspecting the knife. Yes, I am. But I and to be fair, probably be a little bit better in Rangram's hands to inspect a forged item, but well, totally go for it. Well, I mean, he totally seemed to throw it. Yeah, I just trying to was interrupt the awkward. Oh, of... that's fine. Like, throw it back at the low dex dwarf. <laughs> Nothing bad will happen. Uh, I thought I had advantage or something on history checks, but now I'm not sure. Um, stone cunning. If uh, you advantage on history checks to stoneworks, it's a dwarf thing. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, thought I had advantage on some kind of roll, but whatever. I'll just see if I get a nat twenty or something. Glenn, Glenn hands his ha the hot dog back to <laughs> Rangram. Oh, you're not eating this? No, no, no. I figured you wanted to uh, keep that um, one. It's a extra sanitary. It's a history check, his or what am I investing yeah. in? in Okay. You can do investigation if you want to, but history check is investigation. They're both like you're gonna. They're both intellect. Okay. Uh, so a six okay. is sixteen. Uh, yeah. So you're looking at this knife. Um, it does seem like that there is something that is like sheening, like almost like a, a pearlescent sheen on the blade a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, mixed in with the blood, almost like an oil slick kind mm -hmm. of coloring. Does it have any um, markings on it? Yes, so the blade itself is like a straight, sharp point, uh, just kind of tapering straight down. It's not like, um, not like an ice pick, angled in any way. Yeah, like an ice pick, essentially. Um, and the the handle, the 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 metal itself is like a darker, uh, a darker material, uh, like a darker kind of steel. And then the handle itself seems to be carved out of like a like a obsidian stone and then on the end of it you can actually see in the on the end of the pummel there is the symbol of a spider that is embedded in that uh the end of the pummel do, do i see anything else on it that's what you see while they're throwing knives at each other um how how observed is glenn at this moment like is he being like watched closely by chess or is he, is he just kind of like trying to not get hit by a throw a flying knife uh yeah chess is not that um he doesn't i mean he's he seems concerned and is kind of keeping a watchful eye but he's not like hawkeyeing you guys mm -hmm. so glenn like kind of during all this uh chaos i'm guessing this desk has drawers to it uh it doesn't actually have drawers it's it's more of like just a big sturdy table like a kind of a, like a longer desk kind of table situation are there like documents on it or is it like a pretty clean yes. desk? Nope. Yep. There's, there's documents kind of spread across it kind of haphazardly. 
Okay, uh, so while uh, this some is bloodier than others, <laughs> yeah, right. Weird. While all this is going on, um, Glenn would kind of take like a step back to be about like a like six inches, like a foot behind the table, mm-hmm. but like still kind of in the circle, if you will. Um, and with his mage hand, as slowly as and sneakily as possible, he's going to start like shifting and reading as many of the documents as possible to see if he can't picture or can't find something tied to like any of if there's like a list of names that are allowed to pass through like i'm looking for like rangrim's name i'm looking for like basically like this any type of content that has to do with like who's allowed to pass through right um so also looking for brongrim's seal and i'm gonna try to commit that to memory too like his like investigation check for sure uh it's not bad 16 plus investigation uh plus five so 21 yeah uh so you're able to look over the paperwork pretty quickly just kind of scanning over it and mostly it just seems like different reports based on you know what the different teams are doing essentially like you can see they're almost organized in different like different groups and categories of times and dates and also the different uh captains and, and their reports that they've been handed in uh you do see names uh at the top of most of these and you do see evan chesk uh who is or captain chesk you do see a cigarette boulderfist a uh gorman windrove and a mokin bluntjaw and i can uh i can spell time, those yeah. yeah so i, I got you, cigarette what's after that uh, yeah so cigarette boulderfist uh gorman windove great name uh Oh, yeah, W-Y-N-D-O-V-E. And then Mokin Bluntjaw. I like that you don't choose to spill Mokin for me. Uh, M-O-K-A-N. And uh, Mokin's handwriting is the most childish of all of them. Tight. It's very scribbly. So it looks like mine. Okay. Um, okay, those are the only the only names that I see. Kind of those are the ones it. you see at the tops of them. Uh, those seem to be, you know, the captain's names. Okay. Do I and, see like any affiliation to like one runs security, one runs inventory? Like, is there any like identifiers to what departments like those captains helm? Uh, you don't see anything like that. You you do notice that they do seem to have different duties and different uh, sections of the mine. Different kinds of materials seem to be, and this is of course like you're looking over this thing quickly. So like you just yeah. see if there's different materials that they're all turning in. So like different, maybe they have different uh, sections of the mine or whatever that they're, uh, you know, have different kinds of minerals and whatnot that are produced there. Um, you Got do it. see with that really good investigation rule though, you do see that on Bron Grin's uh, finger essentially is a really big ring that seems to have a seal in it that is like has a little bit of wax in it okay um i i then start to like just openly weep like super loud like just absolutely crushed but i see glenn you're just like weeping just cry i'm like oh broadgrim we were gonna accomplish so much and i just like collapse to my because he's on the ground right I collapse to my knees next but, to him and I grab his hand that has the ring on it. I'm but, like, <laughs> slide of hand. We're going to call him. So, so right as I see this happening, like I notice that Glenn is being super weird. <laughs> not not and, himself. <laughs> and I just, and I take the dagger and I turn it towards Chesk. Chesk. Yeah. And, I say, and I say, 
Oh, uh, Chesk, have you ever seen this spider thing before? There's a look at this. Look at this mark right here on the dagger. Have you ever seen this? Oh, oh yeah, that's that's really that's really weird. Um, <laughs> hold on, roll a slide hand while we're looking at this knife. Rangrim is walking advantage. over to. Am I being helped? Do I have advantage? Yeah, Rangrim uh, walks yeah, over and I'll taps. Say, yeah. I'll see he taps Glenn on the shoulder and he goes, there, there, Glenn, it's going to be okay. <laughs> While he's finishing his hot dog and I give Glenn guidance. Yes. Nice. Uh, oh, man, I needed that guidance. Um, Maybe. One more time. It's, uh, plus one on the guidance. I got a 12 plus one, 13. Slide of hand plus, oh, uh, dirty 20. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're able to slide this uh, while you're holding onto his hand. You're able to kind of slide your hand back and take the ring with you. Tight. Like it's like a big, big bronze ring. Uh, just a, I mean, the size of a quarter. With the is how big the seal is. It's it's very gaudy. And I tuck it into one of my sleeves as you know he patted me on the shoulder and he just stands up and like we just just this morning we talked about accomplishing so many things together. And I just and I, I give Rangram a hug and just pretend to sob into his shoulder oh there they clean it's gonna be oh and i'm patting him with the rest of the hot dog in the back it's gonna be okay <laughs> he traded in his cigarettes for hot dogs <laughs> i can't wait till he starts pulling out boot hot dogs it's gonna oh, be gross. really gnarly um oh, but, so, i don't even know if he stoops so, that low so i obviously chesk has no idea what uh, the dagger emblem is so i kind of turn to rangram and i say uh, Rangram, when you're done, uh, consoling, uh, Glenn, will you look at this dagger? Uh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will go over to Cosmo and take the dagger from him and... Oh, uh, so I, I stop hugging the... <laughs> You're so clingy. You, you have advantage on whatever check you're doing, by the way, and that'll become clear, hopefully, if you roll well. Why? Okay. <laughs> So I was gonna say, mostly looking to see if like the runes on it, I know is like anything magical that would be inscribed into it, mm-hmm. from what I might know about making magical things. And good God, did I need that advantage? That would be a sixteen. And uh, did we decide what the was the roll was? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would guess it's probably gonna be history. I mean, it's essentially knowledge of like forged items which i know that you're a forged cleric so i think there's i don't know if there's a better way to or something else to add um i would say yeah history would be fine but that would still just be a 16 okay i think that's totally fine you from your time spent in the underdark as a gray dwarf you absolutely immediately recognize this as a drow weapon and you would assume that the poison that's on it you can kind of like faintly smell is Definitely like spider venom, drow poison that is common in the Underdark. Um, the symbol that's on it is the symbol of Walth. That is like, I mean, it's it's an old weapon for sure. It's at least, you know, it's at least 50 years old since before the Sundering. <clears throat> and uh, the handle, it, like the, the dark metal that it's made from is is an Underdark metal material that's forged down underneath the ground. Uh, and you know that it's, it's also a material that kind of decays as it is above the surface. And the 
the kind of handle, the black handle is like a, a dark obsidian, which is common to craft with the Underdark as well. So like, this is a, like, you're like, yeah, this is a, this is a drow dagger that probably was used for sacrificial reasons at some point, but that's, mm -hmm. that's probably its origins, but things have gotten so chaotic in the Underdark since the Sundering that who knows, you know, whose hands it could be in now. Absolutely. Okay. And I, I would recant the general gist of that back to everybody being from the Underdark, knowing that it is, that spider symbol obviously is a drow weapon, symbol of wealth. All that good stuff. Ooh. Fine. Uh, Glenn is wiping tears from his eyes. Like... <laughs> hey, Performance uh... check. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Please do. Oh, Oscar 19, 19 plus one, a dirty 20. <laughs> yes. Nice. Let's go. Uh, he's part rogue, part, part bard. Uh -huh. Yeah, right? Uh, just kind of wipes his eyes like, uh, is that that spider venom and i like taste it a little bit just like a touch of the tongue and it kind of like goes numb on my tongue i'm like mm, that's some good spider venom and i like immediately just drop the facade of crying it's like some well spicy venom jessica i think we've uh basically narrowed it down that's none of us because we don't know how to make this crap but sounds like uh maybe you guys have had some enemies down below considering everything that's been fighting its way back up any uh, and if I, Underdark uh, Assassins sound familiar to you? I think that maybe we need to have a conversation with some of those people that are living beyond the wall. That's what it sounds like to me. When you say there's a couple drow, there's, there's a couple drow down there. I know that for a fact. Yeah, but they can't even get up here. I mean, I'm from the Underdark, but I came from a totally different place. That's true. That's true. Even Brongren himself told me that... Uh, the people down there wouldn't be able to pass through the gate. That's that's a great point, Cosmo. What uh, who can control that information? Because you might be want to be looking at whoever might be able to bring up a, an assassin more than where the assassin what? might come from. That's that word you told me, Glenn. Motive. That's it. It was on the hot dog wrapper, I suppose. No, that was. It was on the hot dog wrapper. The only, there's no one that controls the, the, there's no list of names that are people allowed. Well, I guess there is a list of names, but it's not a piece of paper of any sort. It's people are given, once you're given permission to pass, your name is magically inscribed and you are added to essentially the list of people who are allowed to pass beyond the wall. But so you are correct. I, I don't know how they would have been able to get permission to come up, but why don't that's we something look we can at look the into. list and see what the last name that got inscribed but, but, and whatnot on it is. That is a great idea. I imagine that list doesn't change very often. So before we make it on down into your little uh your your prison, if you will, why don't we make a quick pit stop and I'd say maybe invite one or two of the captains too if you're really nervous about it but we're not going to hurt you chest you seem like a nice guy you seem like you're you know focused on finding what's right what happened to Brongroom. all right well i i think that the i think that we need to i'm going to take this information and the captains will have a meeting right well just well we uh i got a good look at the guy when uh, we came into the room, I tried to swing me hammer at his at him, 
and he disappeared, but uh, I didn't see his can fight. You, can you describe him for me? But, yep, he was, uh, I'm kind of a looking for a reach back. Uh, did he, he was like a short, like a it's dwarf, like a right? Short, short, yeah. stout, white hair. I, re I remember the mask. mask. I remember the yeah. mask, but I know you said, I just didn't write it down. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like a stockier build, um, shorter, stockier build. Not like, not like completely beefcake status, but uh, a little not bit leaner than that. Right, but black armor. That's kind of a, a mix between leather and metal, and then they have the uh, the mask on, of course, and then the kind of longer white hair. Right. Well, I would say all of that, and then I would say that, and then I would I would say that he was wearing a mask with a, a red eye on it. It was right in the center, and then it has some red markings down the side, and it just kind of like made like teeth on the bottom. And it had little slits for his eyes. But uh, he, right as I swung me hammer, he disappeared. You could even see the mark right there on the wall where I missed. I would, nice. I, would I, like I would presume yeah, I hit the I was, wall. Yeah, I'll bet you. Probably bet made you. a big old chunk. <laughs> yeah, clanked right into the wall. All right. I'll, if it wasn't, for, the, it wasn't for that, we would have a, a dead thing on our hands too. All right. Um... I don't think that I don't think that we need to take you down to the cells. I please don't leave town. We're going I, nowhere. I, I know, I know that you don't seem to be planning on it. Uh, let me just take the dagger. We're going to talk between the captains, and we'll come up with a plan of what to do next and how we want to approach this situation. Um, I think that that's as good as we can do for right now. We're it's it's pretty much dark at this point there's not much day left so right the well, thing I, I the thing i'm worried about is the fact that if what you're saying is true there's still a killer on the loose in this town and clearly an efficient one brongren is not an easy person to take down he's he's lived for hundreds of years and has weathered many battles i well uh if i can uh, provide some advice to you captain I would say that uh, I don't recommend any of your other council members uh, do much alone until we find this uh, killer. Uh, I suspect he's up for leadership and uh, we'll be looking for high profile individuals like yourself. Uh, me and my friends will be, we're not going nowhere. We're going to try and uh, find some leads as to maybe where he would have gone or, and uh, we'll figure something out. Jesk, before you leave, too, uh, you did mention that list that wasn't scribed. Maybe we could do some groundwork early. Uh, maybe have an answer for you before this meeting's said and done with the captains. Where where can we find this, and can you give that permission to us to find it or to see it? Excuse me. The problem is the list is not inscribed in any language that we currently understand, and it's deep below the ground and is heavily protected. Uh, at Right now, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt to stay in town. Right. But going down there is not an option for you right now. But very well. We'll we'll take a we'll take a look and we'll see what we can do. Where where would you like to uh when would you like to meet us again then? We'll come find you. Uh just uh we need to we need to take the night at least. So um, right. let's, let's reconnect in the morning and we'll send, we'll send someone out to find you. Right. Well, we'll be staying it, at, uh, Luther's legends. 
Okay, easy enough. Well, and uh, just know that uh, we want to find this murderer just as much. Ron Grimm was a big part of my family, and uh, we'll find his killer and bring justice. All right. Guess we leave the room. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah, start just walking away first. Yeah, just kind of. Uh, they seem to be. He's kind of uh, moving over to Bron Grand and is, you know, kind of just putting him in a little bit more, like covering him a little bit better. Uh, and then seems to be talking to the two guards and then seems to kind of start following you you guys out the door shortly afterwards. But yeah. um, and posting a couple dar- uh, guards up at the door and then walks out and you can see him kind of walk as you guys are walking away. He's kind of walking down into the lower levels and enters at a lower door. Uh, kind of into the same complex, but just in the in the Boulder Fist mining like area complex. The yes. complex, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, uh, bop, 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 bop. so we just I I would start, or I guess Glenn would get to the the front door. Looks the guys say, uh, Cosmo. Uh, I figured we we'd stay at Luther's. We don't want to bring this extra attention. Your mom's already a little worried about you. I think we. Yeah, I think Thank we need you. to uh, we need to go check in with Mesh and see if Luth is back, or or we can go down and check on Joro and. Uh... I think right now going into the mines is out of the option. Uh, right. It is. It is like just. I mean, it's probably like just after like maybe an hour after dusk at this point. I would assume yeah. so that's kind of when you guys headed over there. So uh, mm-hmm. probably like eight. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, something like that. Okay. I have a, I have something I want to take care of back at a, a little compound too. So I can I can meet you guys back over there, if you guys want to check in on Madge, make sure Luther's in town. But I'll see you guys over that way, and I start walking towards Luther's Legends. Okay. Also, yeah, let's go save Luther's uh, back, Cosmo. Right. Good night, Madge. So you guys are heading over to. Luther's uh, Legends? Iron we're we're Iron heading Woman? Uh, Iron Woman. Okay. Yeah, me and Rain Grimm are headed to the Iron Woman. Uh, okay. Number five. Awesome. Um, what are you looking to do, Glenn, over at Luther's Legends? Thank you for asking. Since I tasted this poison and then I recognized it as Underdark Spider Venom, can I, in the Alchemist Lab, use my poisoner's kit to ultimately make either an antidote or a version of the poison itself preferably an antidote uh yeah it's going to take a little bit of time but um i can you can definitely start doing that you're able to kind of i'll say that right now within the period of time you're working on it you're able to clear you know there is blood and venom on the blade but you're able to kind of get the venom off as well as the blood and then kind of separate it Wait, and, do I have the uh, do I have the dagger? No, you would need it though. I don't know if you, no, actually no. You guys don't have the, the dagger at all, so you so can't so do anything just in my experience of making poisons and I don't think so. I, you also don't have any experience in the underdark. So and these are like this is underdark specific poison. Okay, so that, does the alchemist lab have any type of content, any type of books, or is books. it just uh? Is it only yes. beakers and? Yeah, and I, I think start studying <laughs> venoms. La- uh, yeah, yeah, you can definitely start reading into that um, and doing a little bit of research on the venoms. And while you're doing that, um, 
we will move over to uh, Cosmo and to Rangrim moving over to. So as you're getting closer to the, uh, the Iron Woman, you actually can see that Madge is outside and she's like, Hey, what's, what's going on over there? What's, what's going on over where? Seems like there was a, there was a decent amount of movement over by the mines. Is, uh, is everything all right? How did the meeting go? Well, we should probably talk inside. Is Luther back? Uh, I don't think so. Where did he go? I don't know. He said he was, had to go leave town for a little bit, but I... And we we he, figured he, if he told anyone, he might tell you. Yep. No, I haven't... No, I haven't seen... I haven't seen him. Uh, but, uh, it doesn't surprise me he's, he's headed out. He does that from time to time. Well, let's go inside. We have to, to talk in private. So we go inside, I guess. Right. Walk, 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 walk. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, you go inside the Iron Woman. It's, uh, like, it's essentially a big open room. Uh, there's, a, there's a bed in the corner where Rangrim sleeps from time to time, but it's a, it's a forge. So there's, like, the, the forge is kind of set up in the corner. You can just, it's, it's warm and stifling in there with anvils and, and different uh, benches. And then there's, like, the, the hot forge that's, you know, burning kind of kind of low right now it doesn't seem like it's it's fully active but it's uh it's definitely like it's hot in here um kind of more of a question for the other guys how much does madish know i i really don't remember because we obviously we had that shit for me Ma she we obviously sat down at that table and had the conversation over beers what did we tell her she does not know about like your dreams or the symbol on my hand or like any of that kooky stuff i think we've still been playing this whole thing pretty close to our chest i think the only people that know about any of that are the three of us yeah she you knows guys public perception up, you guys clammed up pretty much oh that's right so that's right i hid the i remember like we were talking and she tried to come over and interrupt yeah, and i like coin. i hit the coin and <laughs> that's yeah. right okay okay <laughs> right uh okay so, uh, so she knows nothing basically at this point. Um, okay, well then, here we go. Here we go. Well, Mesh, uh, I think it, it it should be kept between the three of us right now. But uh, uh, Bron Grimm was was assassinated today. Uh, just as Fuck, we man. went to meet him, uh, there was a some assassin in the room. He's dead? He's like dead, dead. Yeah, hole yeah, oh, right in his face. Yep. Oh fuck. Some some masked dark assassin of sorts. Uh, when I tried to fight him. A masked assassin. Yep. Yeah, I I don't. It's, it might seem crazy. It's just as crazy to us. Somehow, me and Rengrim and Glenn, we managed to talk ourselves out of irons. Who the fuck knows how? Because I thought for sure we was gonna have to. We was the only one in the room. We thought we was going to be tried to be pegged guilty, but uh, we were working with the the people, the council, to uh, try and solve it. But uh, right now, that, that really must stay safe between the three of us. If Can I trust you with that, Mesh? Yeah, of course you can trust me. The, we're going to leave this up to the captains? The captains are fucking cutthroat. They're they're going to kill each other just trying to figure out who's the next person who's going to run the mine. Well, that's why we came to talk to you, because 
we need Luther back and well clearly you didn't know he was gone and uh we need him back well i'm not his keeper of course he takes off all the time it, I, how do you think he got his busted knee which by the way uh rangram i saw this uh, is this mithril you left in here mm -hmm. is this for you got that for his knee yeah we're gonna, we're gonna fix his knee yeah we're gonna do it before nice. but he said he he was off to do Whatever it is he does when he comes back all banged up, I figure we might have a nice new knee for him. But knowing his state, we're probably going to need two. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time. With uh, She's like going through it and pulling. She's like, is this some old lady's jewelry? What is this? Um, yes. Don't ask. Don't ask how we got the mithril. The point is, we got it. Did we get the mithril from Pops or from the... Uh, from the reliquary of the, the, reliquary, the goblin lady that you still have not lady. asked her name. We do not know her name. We, we don't. Do we don't her. need to know her name. We don't. Sure. You know that great uh, the goblin lady. She got all the weird little things, and she gave oh, us yeah. a bowl of it. She said, "This is all my mithril," and it's all bits and bobs. But the one that's always screaming about her treasures and whatnot. Yeah, that's right, screaming. Right. right. We traded her. For some other things that we found when we was around, and uh, he gave it to us, so it worked. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. So can we get back to the fact that the pretty much the right. most important person in town is now dead, and that right. is bad. Right. Yeah. Super let's, dead. It's super dead. Let's talk about it. So, what do you know about the rest of this council? We met Chesk. Chesk is probably the most normal of any of them. Uh, he's he's kind of quick to anger, kind of a kind of an ass, but uh, he's essentially I don't know. Uh, you got you have uh, you have Boulder Fists. Uh, I don't know if it's a cousin. I don't know what it is, but Cigarette, she is a nightmare, absolute nightmare to work with. Just completely flies off the handle all the time. Uh, Gorman Windrove. He's he's this like wood elf or something, but he's an he elf. Is yeah, Gorman. Yeah, he's an elf. Uh, That's weird. He's uh he's kind of like the the black sheep of that group, and Absolutely. I don't. He's he showed up a couple of years ago and you know worked his way up to captain, but don't I don't know. Um, and then Moke and Bluntjaw. I don't even know if the guy can tie his shoes. It, it's it's there's not. Um, it's it's a there's no one in that group that I would put in charge of that mine. Well, uh, let me ask you this. Are any of them real raw fighters that you know? I, would, I don't, I mean, I can handle my own, but I wouldn't want to cross swords with Sigrid, that's for sure. I, when I say swords, uh, she actually uses two maces, so I don't, uh, Mokin is probably the strongest of them, but he's so stupid that you probably could talk him out of it. I don't... It's kind of what we're looking at here. Right, and then there's Chesk. Tell me, what do you know about Chesk? Chesk is a... He's just a fighter. He, um... I think he was a highwayman for a long time, and I really don't know that much about them. They... A lot of them are actually, you know, have just kind of come through town and worked with the Boulder Fist Mining Company, and I really haven't had much to do with them. They run their teams underneath the ground, and I don't know if you, uh, I would assume you probably had more to deal with them than 
than anything, but I, I don't know which, if you worked on any of their teams in the past, Cosmo. I, as much as I'd like to say I might have, I'm not really sure right now because the DM uh, hasn't told me. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, if you, let's just say that you've worked with Chesk the most. Right. That makes sense because it was able to talk me way out of murder. Yeah, and there's, I would say there's a, there's a little bit of a separation between them and them, and they're more like reporting, and there's levels of separation between them and the actual miners. Oh, <clears throat> I was like, puppy? What? No puppies. Um, oh, yeah, Dan's dog. Yeah, she's, she's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, my dog's, my dog's here now. It's, she is not a Doss dog. But she um, might be. Anyway, oh, the mascot. Perfect. I would leave it. I would honestly, I would just leave whatever the hell they want to do up to them. If it starts, shit starts going bad. I have a feeling that Cigarette probably is going to take over. And that's not the best for us. But also, Brongren was not the friendliest either. She's probably the closest to him. Right. Well, uh, what do you think the chances are of me throwing in with the best of them? That's canonical. Uh, me, uh, her laughing. Um, Don't laugh at uh, me, Ryan Grimm. Oh, I mean, magic. She's she's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, totally. I think that you should go and just throw your hammer down at that thing and threaten and, and challenge them all to a blood death battle. I, I think that's what you should do. Totally. So, Ryan Grimm, can you um, can you see if I can put some money on that? Yeah, um, I'll make sure. Well, you see, uh, my name's in me blood, as is fighting. And, uh, well. She just pat, she like hits you on the back pretty hard. She's like, hey, I don't, I'm not doubting you, little guy. I'm just saying that you got your work cut out for you if you want to inherit this, co- this, the Boulderfist Mining Company. Well, I appreciate the, uh, fair warning. We'll see what happens then. She's just kind of like still chuckling to herself, like, "Oh my god, that's oh, that was a good one. You really, you really, you really got me with that. Hold on, I need to need to recover from that. My cheeks are just hurting so much." <laughs> so, um, so what the hell are you guys gonna do now? What? So you're you're saying there's there's an assassin that's still there? I mean, if you guys didn't kill him, there's someone in town that did. So, well. That's uh, certainly, like I said, that certainly seems to be after uh, high-profile individuals, so maybe he'll take care of some of the captains for us. But uh, uh, if you're not so fond of him, you know, maybe he'll do away with them. I'm not fond of him, but I don't want everyone to get murdered either so i think that maybe uh well you I mean, seemed okay with it so it was about five <laughs> seconds ago she well, did okay. she did she did all right a little she bit did. okay you know a little bit of bloodshed it's fine it's fun it's great but i systematically murdering all of the uh all the captains of the boulderfish mining company is not something that i would actually prefer if i was going to choose i'm not going to put them on death's row or anything like that so oh well uh, you you know you spoke so you spoke so kindly of them before so you know no they're assholes for sure um glenn 
you hear the uh, you hear the door upstairs to the uh, Luther's Legends building uh, open and then shut. Uh, f- the front door to the building, not like the super yeah, door you, thing. I assume you like... still have it open, so you can just hear you hear the door shut and echo down the stairs into these uh, the sanctum. Does it close automatically? I thought it closed automatically. Uh, I don't think so, because then you'd be locked down there. I just assumed there was a handle to open it back I up. I mean, I, would you have closed it? I'm assuming it was the staircase was still there, was still open. But if you want to close it, you can. There I, has to be a way to close it. I do, I do agree with that. Probably not. Um, okay, uh, and so I'm at the alchemist table, reading. Um, I would have positioned myself originally with my back to like a wall so the entryway into that alchemist room is still in front of me um and i just kind of ring out uh, hello is anybody there uh you don't uh you don't hear anyone right away uh, but then you start hearing uh someone come coming down the stairs i would draw my double-bladed scimitar and say Hello? I, uh... Are you there? Use your dark vision. Hi! It's me, Cosmo! Hi, uh, Cosmo. How the hell are you, man? He's, uh, you can see now that, uh, the figure coming downstairs is, uh, does look like Cosmo, and they are, uh, kind of, like, coming down the bottom of the stairs, and they're, they're kind of, they're not, like, walking towards you, but they're, uh... Are you, uh, what are you doing down here? Oh, what am I doing? Where's, where's Ranger, Matt? He said he was, uh, going to accompany you over at, uh, the Matic. Is he with you? I'm uh, not, not really, not 100% sure. I think he might be still having a drink or two. Ah, I gotcha, gotcha. Did you, did you meet him over there? Or how'd that work out? He's, uh, he tends to drink me out of the table. That's why I came back. And you know me, just books, books, books. Ah, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, so yeah, you're just uh, doing a little bit of studying down here, are you? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, trying to see if we couldn't figure out, you know, maybe a little bit more about that venom that we that we found on that blade. Remember the uh, a funny little a funny little dagger we found. Right, right, yeah. No, it's a uh, it's a great idea, great idea. And they're they're getting closer to you. They probably closed about half the distance of the room now. Uh, do I recognize? Is it like the exact same outfit? Is it like look just uh, like him? Do a yeah, so do a perception check or investigation. Uh I will investigate that outfit. Uh does it fly? Six, do 16. I look fly? Does he look fresh to death? Uh yeah, so it looks like the exact same outfit that you would have just seen them wearing. Okay. Um as they get closer. One uh, thing you do notice though is yep. that there is no warhammer on their back. Ah, war pick. War pick. Okay. Um, cool. I. You know, I actually, uh, I think that maybe, uh, maybe Rangrim wanted you to come meet him over at the the Matic. He sent oh. me down here to come come grab you. Oh, did he? That's that's wild. I, I figured you might have uh, stopped over and grabbed a one of those uh, little. Little like sandwich thingies. What do we what do we call those? I can't remember the. You, you were starting this little this little franchise with uh, our buddy over there, but I can't remember what it's called. You want to go grab one first? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's go. Uh, after you. Ah, oh, man, you lead the way. I'm gonna just pack this up, and I'll meet you right up at the top. But uh, I'll, I'll follow you out. And just give me a couple seconds. I start to like close the book and put away like the beakers and whatnot. Um. So they're uh, they kind of walk up to the the table, and they um, as you're kind of putting things away, they kind of uh, knock uh, one of the beakers off the edge of the table, and they're Oh, sorry. Just such a klutz. Oh man, I've I've always known that about you. I've been uh, I've <laughs> actually been reading a lot here, and I found something that's pretty interesting. Uh, kind of a little. Oh, is that so? Yeah. And they're getting they're getting closer. They're like kind of edging their way kind of around the table now, uh, towards your side of the table. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a pretty interesting fact. It's uh, do you know what a beholder's favorite food is? <laughs> I know exactly what you're gonna do. <laughs> oh yes please um, yes please yes please no no what is it oh man it's crazy it's it's ice cream and i cast tasha's hideous <laughs> um awesome yeah uh let me do i have stats hold on what kind of saving throw is it it's a wisdom saving throw that is a 17 damn so it's a 13, but Ouch. they know that I cast it. Um, they, uh, so you say your punchline, um, and then they, uh, yeah, they, they essentially like, as soon as you, you cast that, you see their, their face just like shift from kind of like laughter to just a face of like, serious just like immediately it drops all guys and you see that they reach behind their back and just pull out two daggers and are coming right at you so i draw my uh draw my double-bladed scimitar and say ah it's not that funny i guess and i like take a swipe at him if i have the initiative but i'm guessing we have to roll for it um well so let's keep this a little bit more casual here since it's just the two of us so sure. i'm gonna so i'm rolling uh since you used your tasha's haze laughter i'm gonna roll to attack you um that is a 16 to hit uh am i wielding my double-bladed scimitar i mean you're able to pull you're 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 like pulling it out as they're diving towards you okay so then no that doesn't hit um okay oh it did oh because you have lower ac gotcha yeah, yeah, it changes once I'm wielding it. Okay, I'm yeah, so hit. they uh, they they dive towards you and kind of slice with one of these uh, these daggers, and you're able to move back. Uh, so then you're able to get your scimitar out, and you you can use it to attack now if you want. If you want to roll for attack, or if you want to do something else. Neat. Uh, I look look Cosmo in the eyes, like I, I'll be honest, man. Every day I know you get uglier and uglier, and I take another swipe at him with booming blade this time. Okay. Um, which is not great. This is not good. Sorry, lost it. There it is. Um, so plus seven to hit. So thirteen to hit. Uh, thirteen to hit does not hit. That tracks. And then I take, like, as I take a slice, I'm like backpedaling. So. If we're doing movement, I like yep, backpedal so, my way around towards yep, the open. You can move your way around. So now the table is essentially between you and them, and your your back is towards like the staircase to the door. Or staircase up and out if you want that to be the case. Yeah. And then I just keep my eye on them and I keep just backpedaling and 
in combat with them. What do they do next? Okay. Uh, so they, uh, with the table between them, uh, they they flip one of the daggers up in the air and they throw it at you. So that's going to be um, 13 plus six, that's a 19. That hits. Um, this dagger sinks into your shoulder and you immediately feel it start going numb the second that it hits you. Um, and you, you recognize this dagger from the pummel is the same dagger that you found before. Okay, as I'm backing up and kind of, do they, are they chasing after me or no? Uh, yeah, so they're, they're kind of, you, uh, so you, as you're backpedaling uh, and they throw the dagger, they kind of one hand hurdle themselves parkour style over this table and are coming at you now. Okay. Um, as I'm backpedaling up the steps at this point, um, got the dagger in my arm, like, oh, hell, you just saved me a trip. I was going to try to steal one of these. And I just leave it in there. And as I'm backpedaling, um, I take. Fuck. By the uh, way, damage for that is 13. And you don't have any resistances to poison or anything like that, do you? Woof. Um, I doubt it. I do not. So 13 damage. Let me yes. do next. I don't want to miss uh, it. However, you guys still should have. No, I lied. I did not cast aid today. Never mind. Moving forward. Uh, as I'm backpedaling, 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 uh, am I towards the top of the stairs yet? Yes. Yeah, you, you've, you've kind of gotten towards the top of the stairs. Um, and I mean, they're coming at you. So if you want to break and run, uh, I probably would. Um, as I'm backpedaling up the stairs, I get to the top of the stairs and I look over to the handle that we use to open the door and I look at him and go, ah, oh, man, just sometimes you're not quick enough. And I pull the handle. Yes. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what I was hoping. Yeah. So uh, there you can see them running up the stairs at you and the floor slides closed uh, over the top of them. They don't get caught in it, uh, but it, it before they get halfway up the stairs, uh, they're right there. And that thing slides shut and uh, while that is happening, I run over to that chest, um, that what's his face threw us the nasty healing potions from earlier. And I open that and I just start like digging through it, looking for a healing potion of any kind. Yeah. Uh, do investigation check. Oh, that's a nat one. <laughs> uh, you grab a really brown, uh, the first one you see is just a very brown potion, uh, that looks like maybe it was a potion of healing at one point in time, but it seems a little bit past his expiration date. Maybe I'm gonna, a couple I'm gonna roll to see years. if I drink it. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, tight. Uh, I look at him like, oh, Jesus. And I throw it or oh, more I throw it against the wall. And it hits, I just... it hits, it hits the floor and just smokes. <laughs> and you can see um, it like scalding into the ground. I'm glad I didn't drink that one. And I run out the room. Um, and as soon as I get out the the door, I like make a bunch of loud footsteps off the patio, like off the like little porch area in the front. But I immediately turn the corner and duck and just hide, like crouch and hide and just wait to see if they get out and run past. Uh, yes. So uh, you're not there very long before you hear what sounds like um, someone kind of like drop like uh just kind of drop from like maybe a foot up in the air and kind of like land heavily on the uh the wood floor inside and then you hear the creaking uh and as you are watching um what looks like the form of luther 
uh, comes walking out of the front of the uh, Luther's Legends and is kind of looking around and then walks kind of over into the darkness behind between two of the buildings and you see the uh like it drop the guys drop and you see the like the red masked uh like leather armored person uh and then you see them just kind of dip around the side of the building i follow them at a safe distance but as i start to follow them i send a message basically to poe and say go get help and poe is going to hunt for Rangram and Cosmo and whoever he sees first, he's just going to start pecking them in the head, and hopefully they recognize my bird. <laughs> okay. Well, you would um, know that we went check against you, your perception. Oh you, my god, that's so good. You would know that we say. you you would know that we went to Majes. By the way, true, 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 true. Fourteen, mm. a nat twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's shit. a four, I think that was oh, a nat twenty two. This is uh, by the way, this is dice from the uh, original Dungeons Box Kickstarter. Um, but yeah, so uh, nat 20, um, and so you get around the edge of the building, and they should be there. You are adept at tracking people, and you get around the edge of that building, and they are just gone. And it's probably the most terrifying thing for you because you're like, you know, as someone who tracks other people, you're like, am I now being tracked <laughs> right now? Like, you don't know where they are, and you don't, so uh, you're now essentially standing in the darkness behind this building, and you don't know where they're at. I uh, throw the... No, I don't. Eh, yeah, I throw the double-bladed scimitar on my back, kind of bind it. I pull the dagger out of my shoulder, and I'm holding it in a in a ready position inside my my sleeves, my like oversized sleeves. I start walking over to Madges. I start yelling out for Rangram and Cosmo. Rangram, Cosmo, where the hell are you? And I walk that way. Do I get there unharmed? Yes. You are able to get to the Iron Woman. Um, and Rangram and Cosmo, you hear Glenn uh, yelling at you uh, from down the street. I mean, it's not very far. so Yeah, we're just yeah. down the road. Whatever. Essentially, you're moving from location 10 to location 5. So. Right. It's the Iron Maiden. I kick down the door. Yeah, and I have the, or not the door, but I, I kick in the door. And I take the dagger and I kind of like throw it onto Magic's counter. I'm like, hey, uh. We didn't have to go too far to find us a, a version of it. They actually came our way. What? Did, where did you find it? What? In how, my shoulder. What? What happened? Well, clearly you just pulled it out of your shoulder. Well, Cosmo, it seemed like you woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning and went all crazy and went to attack me. But me? What are you talking about? I was right here with Rangrim. I know you've you've never been that nice to me before, so I knew something was up. Uh, it looks like our little mass friends got a way of getting into rooms without uh, necessarily raising any alarms. I've got similar capabilities to myself where you're able to kind of look like someone else without necessarily needing to be that other person. Well, I've was, seen uh, you turn into Brongrim, which was freaky. But um, uh, as, as soon as you come in, Madge actually like looks alarmed by what you're talking about and goes around and like is shutting all of the window the doors with like the wooden uh coverings and is locking them all and is going to the door and bars it and it's just like all right shit is fucking whack right now guys <laughs> magic could not have said it better myself what, uh, what else is new maybe i could get a little bit of attention to this open wound that is just kind of leaking onto my nice my nice silk robe anybody is that really yeah, the you first thing feel... you're worried about you can feel Very like this so, numbness yes. kind of spreading up your shoulder and down your arm. 
So Rangrim would walk over to him, and would I be aware of he's under any other sort of condition other than just like damage? Um, I think that you would, you know that there's probably the fact that it was a drow blade, uh, you, and has that same drow poison, you know that it has something to do with that, but it's not like any kind of magical damage. It's, it's something that you could heal with your abilities. Okay. So I would just, I would place my hand over the wound and, um, it's going to be okay, elf. It's going to be okay, daddy. And I'd cast cure wounds on his arm. Papa? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, you can awkward. feel you can feel the wounds kind of or the wound knit together, and then you can feel like the the warm like your arm seems to like warm back up again, and you have full feeling in it. So I like rotating. It's like ah man, Rangram, thank you. I will uh, uh I'll hold on to your hot dogs whenever you need, man. And I look over to Madge. Say, Madge, you got any experience with these mass crusaders, if you will, or what what the hell is going on here? Dude, I don't, I don't fucking know. Are you kidding me? I, I come from, I came from Nuarta. I, I don't know anything about this fucking continent. Are you kidding me? Cosmo, you have any cases of assassins in town lately? That's just some nicety that popped up as soon as I got here. Mm, not that I can recall. Right now, this is just number two. And uh, based by the looks of that dagger, it looks like it's the same one. I hand the dagger, or I, I guess I kind of like point to it to to imagine Rangrim's like, can you guys make something like this, or is this something you've ever seen before? Outside of inside of Brongrim's face, um, I haven't seen daggers like that in thirty plus years since I left the Underdark. That's some type of weird obsidian Underdark steel that the Drow use. I don't, I don't like things like that. Willing to bet it's enchanted too. Well, we know a couple people that might be able to help us track that piece down. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we go see my friend Pops again? See if he's got anything for us. Maybe he'll be, he'll be able to put some focus. But Mad, you're gonna gonna have to let us out. And I strongly recommend you do exactly what you did. And if you see one of us and we're not with the other two, you do not open that door. I think we need a code word. What kind of, uh, what's our, what's our code word? Right, so here's the password. Whoever comes to the door first, if somebody's wanting to come in, you say, who let the dogs out? And then you say, Dostid. I mean, that just Work. makes perfect sense to me. Works for me, yeah. I, I love that guy's really dope hot dogs that I think he makes out of suspect things. They, he absolutely they, does. They are a bit suspect. But, Meat's not usually purple. Right? But it tastes... I always wonder about that. It does taste I had good. seven of them today. Oh, God. I think and you might die. He didn't yeah. even buy them today. This was like two days ago. I was wondering why you kind of had a more purple tint to you today. Fake news. Yeah, and I think I'm generating a type of odor. <laughs> well, Is that you? I can, I can smell it, and I think it's me. It's... It's seeping out of you like some sort of viscous fluid. I don't hate it. It's, I mean, it's kind of like, it's like a hot dog water smell. It's, it's kind of foul. It's I'm glad you have your own separate room. That's gross. You're sleep, you, I, if there wasn't a murderous 
monster outside. Uh, I probably would have you sleep outside tonight. <laughs> this would be this this would be a much bigger problem. It's true. That's kind of you. True. All right, man. I just feel like letting us out. We got to uh, we got to go check in with our buddy Pops. Might be a good yeah, idea to go- let a couple people to close their doors. Rangram's yeah, she goes actually the going door. to stay. Oh, Rangram's going to stay? Rangram's going to stay. I'm going to ask Glenn. Uh, Glenn, can I see, um, you know, the, the thing? The, uh, the, the dagger the, that I pulled out of my shoulder? The oh, thing. the ring you took off the man's dead body. Okay, well, you know, there's a couple different ways you could have well, gone about Dave, that. You but, didn't have I to talk. Yeah. That was as tactfully as I'm used to. Strong argument. And I hand him... Brongrim's ring. Rain, Rain sometimes I like the elf more. <laughs> sometimes I like the elf more. That's fair. <laughs> I hate elves and I walk out. Nice. Um, Rangrim's uh, going to spend the next um, hour using his artisan's blessing to create a duplicate of Bongrim's signet ring. Dope. Uh, Cosmo, you mind com- accompanying me? Uh, might be easier if we do a little 2v1 on our, our sneaky friend, but you mind accompanying me to Pops? See if we can uh, get this, this dagger identified, see if we can maybe put a trace on it. It's kind of late. You really think Pops is uh, still up? You know those little waves that follow him? It's cocaine. And I just start walking. <laughs> He's got heavy cocaine energy. <laughs> Right, um, well, I'll follow you then. You lead well, the way. Okay, canonically in our game, it's it's Necrocane. Necrocane, that's right. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Rangram, uh, they leave. You, uh, uh, Madge puts the heavy bar back in the door, and uh, you're kind of focusing on your your signet ring. Is there anything you want to do in the meantime, or you're just kind of like? doing your doing your work your force no it's it, t- it takes about an hour to complete the whole ritual to make the thing so i'm just focusing on the ring in front of me and using the last piece of the doorknob to <laughs> gotta go get another doorknob you <laughs> are gotta, gotta use the rest of the doorknob and mold that into and it's uh it makes like a perfect copy of anything as long as i have the original one during the ritual so i can't can't make it from memory but if i have the original thing i can make an exact copy of it yeah the only difference with yours is that it's going to be made out of iron because this was brass right it's like yeah it's like a bronze or brass bronze okay yeah we're not looking for looks we're just looking for stamps i think sweet right um yeah so uh Cosmo, Glenn, uh, you all are making your way over. Are you taking any kind of precautionary measures or just keeping an eye out, looking around? Yeah, I would be like on the highest of alerts, knowing that I just got stabbed. Like anytime that someone, I mean, it's laid out too, but anytime someone even yeah. like begins probably, to walk my direction, I'm like veering us away. Probably like 10 o'clock at this point. It's it's definitely getting later. Um, if you guys can both roll me perception checks. Sure. Since you're on like high alert. I am on the highest alert. Uh, 21. 21. What do you got, Cosmo? I have a... 19. Pretty good, both of you. Um, so you are just absolutely like on head on a swivel the entire time you're walking there. Nothing um, gets it's by a, me. It's a little, 
it's a little bit of a walk. Um, yeah, because we're looking at Crackle Pop. So that's location eight. Um, and so you get about oh, yeah. two See thirds it. of the way there when um, you start hearing like alarm bells going off over from the barracks and you see a bunch of movement uh, from guards or from soldiers, uh, kind of like the imperial oh. section of the okay. town uh, over there at the uh, imperial barracks over at two. So opposite side of the town. Uh, so you can't really see much. You can just hear and hear like people running around and rushing. Um, and you can see that uh, there seems to be movement going towards like like location seven or location 11, like kind of north, uh, just kind of people, you can see shapes of and, and figures of people moving through the town um, it, with like, you can see lanterns and whatever else and lights. It's very far away from you, but you can hear people yelling and alarms going off and them moving kind of uh, northwards there. Um, are you continuing over to Crackle Pops or what are you doing? Uh, Glenn, that doesn't seem good. Uh... Uh, is that the direction of Cosmo's house? Uh, no. you can't really tell. It is, I mean, it's, it's... No, no, because I'm over way. by, I'm over by Iron Woman. It wouldn't be directly. Like, if they were going straight to Cosmo's house, they'd probably be going uh, down and around, and it doesn't seem like a direct path, but it does seem like it's, it's just kind of like they're, le a lot of people are leaving the barracks and going, uh, kind of almost towards the Matic, more of that direction. Okay. They're just moving uh, north. I looked at Cosmo and said, I, I agree with you, man, but I think we only got a couple a couple chance to try to track this person down. They're going to keep hitting people. So if you want to go after them, you can, but we're, we're stronger together and I need to get to Pops. We need to see if we can't figure out where the hell this dagger came from and where we can find it. Well, uh, well, I suppose if we can make it quick, uh, I, I just... You know, I'm worried about uh, me town, and uh, we gotta go fast. So hey, we're you, already you most of the way do. there. We're already most of the way there. I don't wanna split up with already having you been attacked, and uh, Rangrim's already on his own with Mesh. Let's let's go. We gotta go quickly. But if I have if if we need to go, then I'm gonna pull you. So we run into we run to pops. We bang on the door. Pops, open up. It's just like a couple couple minutes of silence, and then, and then you hear, uh, hello? Pops, Who's there? Open. It's Glenn. Open the door. Glenn? Oh, uh, yeah. Hold, uh, hold on one second. And you hear, like, things, levers and stuff moving around, and then the door goes, and kind of opens up uh, on the front of Crackle Pops, and uh, you're able to walk inside. Glenn, I'm going to stay out here and, and keep watch on uh, all of this motion. Make it quick. Pops, uh, we got a pretty serious situation going on. As soon as we leave this place, you close the door and you don't open it until you hear from me specifically. And I will be with Cosmo, but we need you to help track this piece down. And I put the dagger on the table. Say, is there anything discerning about this that you can maybe identify and and give us a lead? We've we, We're really in some trouble. Uh, yeah, let me uh, let me take a look real quick. Uh, and so he's um, he's kind of he takes it over and he's inspecting it underneath. Like he's more of a artificer kind of person, of course, a tinkerer. So he's he's looking at it from more of a 
mechanical standpoint through like a bunch of different lenses and uh, everything of that sort. And then he kind of like realizes that there's some sort of sheen on the blade and he pulls out like a, a little chemistry kit and he's kind of diluting it and he's pulling it off and he's messing around. He's doing this relatively quickly. And um, I, I don't really know what you're looking for. Um, there's uh, there's poison on this blade. Um, it seems like based on the, the symbology on it, it seems like it's something made in the Underdark. What, uh, what are you looking for? I was, I was hoping you might be able to give a, an owner, maybe a, cast some of your, your enchantments, maybe, maybe help it find its own owner. But if, if, if you're all out of, huh. uh, that's, uh, that's interesting. I, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm the right person to do that. I, unfortunately, I don't have any kind of much tracking, uh, expertise, but I do appreciate you thinking of me, but I, 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 I really don't know. Um, I really don't know what I can do. Maybe with enough time, I could find a way to use it as a comp. Oh man, maybe like it. And you can see that like, he's kind of now his, his thinking is like going to like, Oh, like I could use this. Like I, I, I could use it to, uh, maybe I could make some sort of compass where like it points and, you know, I could track down the person who, you know, that's, that's a really cool idea. I, you know, I, I think as that, he, you know, as he says, compass Glingos, you mean, something kind of like this and i pulled a brass compass that i stole from the reliquary and i put it down on the desk say this may be able to help us out uh, oh wow this is um this is pretty this is pretty cool i've it's got two uh it, so it has it seems like it has two uh points one seems to be pointing north the other one it's oh, okay i've seen these before it, it, it points to what you want it to point to um is this that nat 20 thing that he stole? Yes. So okay, essentially okay. what Glenn got from the nat 20 stealing from the reliquary was he picked up a bronze compass that has two uh, two needles in it. One points to true north all the time. Uh, it can't be messed with by magic. The other one, it only activates once per day and you can essentially cast, uh, locate, uh, like locate item. Um on this and then you can uh, it will point you in a direction of something so using this compass if you wanted to point to the other one that you know that they still have uh the other dagger you could use this do i have to be like familiar with the item or just have to know what the item you have the item in front like? of you it the two the two daggers look the same okay yeah so like all right pops you you go okay. ahead tune that bad boy up and you tell me how to find this guy's twin I, I, yeah, I mean, it seems like you have everything you need right here with this. Uh, do, are you taking this dagger with you? I can, I can tinker with it if you want me to, but I don't think you even need me right now. Pops, think the less involved you are, the better. Thank you. And remember, close this door until we come back. And I just turn bolt out the door. I just kind of like grab Cosmo by like the the collar and just start dragging him. Like, you don't have go. to tug on me, Elf. I was already waiting for you. <laughs> And, um, and I'm just watching the needle, trying to see which way the the smaller needles. So you have tracking. an hour. It can track. It tracks for an hour, and then it's it's done for the day. So essentially, it's it's um, you you will it or do you want to do? Okay, so there's a couple of different ways you can do it. You can do it with like a, a word like that you want to use, or you can just like be like, I'm willing it to go find this other item, kind of silently. Uh, yeah, we can use a command word. Okay. Do you do you have one or do I get to pick one? You get to make one up, yeah. Um, this is totally RP stuff. Um, 
But if Snickle it's not Fritz. the Hannah Hammock, then I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Snickle Fritz. I named okay. the compass Snickle Fritz. Nice. Snickle Fritz, and then it just starts to pivot. Um, yeah, so it uh, you can see that it has pointed directly towards the barracks. It's, well, it's not so it's okay i just gave you too much information but it's pointed directly that way but it's also you guys are essentially between you and the barracks is uh the boulder fist mining company as well but it's pointed directly that direction okay um look to a look to cosmos like we, we need to grab rangram before we get the hell out of here we uh oh, what do we do detour uh, or we keep moving uh we need to well, let's um, let's go move to go get Rand Grimm, and then uh, we'll we'll turn and go back down. We we so we're full, gonna need him. Full sprint, full sprint to the Iron Woman. Just well, bang on the door. Us dwarfs, we're natural sprinters. Let's go. Um. Yeah. So within a pretty short <laughs> period of time, maybe maybe like uh, fifteen twenty minutes, you're able to get over there. Um, just bang and, on the uh, door. Yep. Bu- 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 how much, how much time has elapsed since they left? Um, probably only, I would say maybe 40 minutes, something like that, because they weren't with Pops very long. And they took them like 15 minutes to travel over there. Okay. So we get to the door. And, uh... Hey, uh, who let the dogs out? Uh, Dusty. All right, I, that's a dumbass thing, but yeah, come on in, come on in. <laughs> Rangrim, there's something. Rangrim's go- laughing hysterically. The, the, I forgot about the code word. Ra- Ra- I didn't know what you guys was talking about. Rangrim, there's something going on down on, at the barracks. There's a whole mob of people running around. We gotta go. We gotta go right now. Uh, well, yeah, there's a whole mob of people. You heard what I said? We gotta. You know, I mean, are you in the middle or something? Oh, well, I was making a... Shit. And he just takes the original signet ring, what, puts what, it in his what pocket, it... and just follows suit. Rangram's down for a good scrap. Let's... Um, so, what is the... Uh, what's the... Like, where are you going? Like, give me a, a points of kind of how you're moving. Are you going down into the lower levels and then back up? Okay. Are you kind of running around the same levels? So, so tell me this. Uh, what well, might be a better question for Glenn to ask? If we're standing at the Iron Woman at five, is it pointing down or is it pointing to our left? It. You are watching it uh, move. The needle is slowly is moving from two uh, more towards six. So I'm running wherever the needle points so if it means i'm like jumping down layers like levels and climbing up levels like i am not it is a straight line for me there is no i am not worried about a obstacle getting in my way if there are like people i am like just shoving them if there is like a building i am going over it like there is not anything that's going to stop me from getting to wherever this needle's pointing okay so and i'm running with my double blade scimitar out uh, so you're you're running you're running down through the town and you're kind of seeing as it's 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 moving and you're ending you're you're starting to run more and more down 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 and more towards the mine. 
And you get onto the lower level and you realize that it's pointing down into the entrance of the boulder pistol, like into the mine itself, the main mine. Uh, okay. Do we see any of the captains? Do we see Chask or do we see any boulder fist? What about the Imperial any. guards? Uh, the Imperial guards, uh, as you were running by, they seem to be kind of coalesced. Like there's a ton of guard activity over at the Matic. Uh, there are just a ton of people over there, and they seem there seems to be something going on, uh, but you you don't really know what's going on. You just see that there's a ton of guards, or not guards, soldiers, Imperial soldiers. Uh, right, that was basically my next, my next question, is this, we hit the entrance of the mine, and we there's see no the mob, we hit, we see, we hear that there's a mob, or whatever, moving up towards the Matic. They're like they're already like surrounding it. We we passed them more or less as we were kind of like sprinting down this way, following the needle. I imagine if they're moving from two to you know nine, it would have been like kind of a curve, or sorry, not nine, four. It would have been kind of a curve. Um, so we would have seen thirteen and the people all piled up around it. Yep. So as we as we get to this door, we I look to or the mining company. I look to Cosmo and say, uh. Cosmo, Rangrim, we got an option. We go figure out what's hurting the town, or we figure out uh, if we can't find who's behind all this. Compass is pointing down. It's, it's where the sister is. Where do we go? What do you guys want to do? Well, an elf will go underground where a dwarf won't. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I felt this this poison. It's not good, and I know that someone else is about to catch the same one. But looking over there, it looks like maybe someone already did. What well, do you think we should do, Cosmo? Uh, well, I really, I feel compelled to go check on uh, what's going on and see if I can try and bring some peace. Why don't the two of you uh, head down into the mines, and uh, I'll meet you. I'll meet you down there. I got the password. I don't, I don't know if I'm a, I'm good splitting up right now. How about we do this? We'll, we'll come with you. We'll see what's happened to the Matic. And uh, I'll send Poe down, see if you can't find anything. Are, are you sure? I, I I know we don't want to split up because they're clearly somebody is posing as the rest of us. But I don't want to lose this tracker. I know you've... What I know, there's only a time limit. No, I don't think I... I don't think Glenn would know that either. Okay. Uh, I mean, you would, well, you, would uh, you would have gotten that from. Well, well I know we're trying know. to. I know we don't want this guy to get away, and uh, we don't we don't want him to get back to wherever he might be going. But these mines, they're deep. They are very maze-like, and nobody knows them like Rangrim, I trust. But it it might be who knows. I could get up to the medic, and it's nothing, and we would have lost our chance at finding the assassin. I think we, uh, I think we find out what's happening here. See if we can't help, help the people that we've met, and uh, let's just pray that someone down below is not catching the worst of whatever's on the other end of that dagger. Are you sure, Jor? Can you reach out to Joro? I can send a letter. I can. Uh... Do you have message? No, no, I don't. Okay. I can send a letter on Poe. We can go from there, but it, it's got to be quick. Well, it'll be real quick. It will make it very fast, like five minutes. I jot down on a note 
that says message me when you get this. I roll it up and I attach it to post foot and I send them down to find Joro. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe that's going to take some time. So are you yeah. waiting and then we, there? And we go to Matic. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you're able to, uh, get up to the Matic and there is a lot, a lot of activity. Um, it's actually, it's actually just outside the Matic that there seem to be most of the people are, are, uh, clumped and you can see that there's probably 10 to 15 soldiers that are there and they, they seem to be, uh, centered mostly around, uh, constable Hunter as you get closer and you see that, uh, they have a pretty bad, uh, slash across their stomach that is um that seems to be uh not doing super super well like they're they're kind of being supported by a couple uh soldiers right now and they seem to be leading them towards the barracks Ooh, constable hunter has a slash yeah he has a slash like, like pretty much like straight across his stomach okay constable, what uh what happened i don't something i didn't even see it something came and got me as I was leaving the, the Matic. I, it was gone and it was there and gone so quickly. It was, I just felt the, the pain and it's, I, I feel like I'm going numb. He seems like he's like not doing super well. Rangrim, uh, see to his wounds. And then I go, say no more. I, I come over to the guards and I say, guards, I heard some, some commotion come from down by the barracks. Uh, what happened? Uh, down by the barracks, we uh, we heard we we essentially heard that uh, Constable Hunter had been attacked, and we've most of the bar the barracks should be almost empty right now. There shouldn't be many people there at all. Well, we we I mean we was across the way over at the town. We came running when we heard the noise, and uh, it just seemed like something moved quickly up. There was a lot of yeah, noise. Yeah, that was that was all that was all of us. We uh the uh all the uh, the soldiers as soon as we heard that constable hunter had been attacked, we we headed over and so uh there probably aren't more than one or two guards at there are soldiers that are still at the barracks. Who, who, you said you heard noise at the barracks itself? Who who who's left at the barracks now? Uh just uh there just should be a couple guards uh, a couple soldiers stationed there. No one that I'm going to name. They're just soldiers, and I'm not going to name them. Soldier one. Uh, soldier. <laughs> uh, Constable once uh, random takes a look. Greg and Gary, the soldiers. That's that's fine. I if they're if they are painfully nameless, I will allow it. Yeah, I, I don't want to name them after our, our listeners because I want uh, the listeners. That's to fine. Have that's fine. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't characters. do that. That's that's fine. Uh. And then I turn back to Rangrim. Rangrim, have you seen these wounds before? Do us, does it resemble? Yep. Uh, yeah. The discoloration uh, from the poison, you're, you can immediately tell. There's one of them Draenors again. Ch uh, is... I, I got nothing. Somebody else. <laughs> Possible. Uh... <laughs> At this point, I have cast Cure Wounds to try and, like... Seal, seal them up a bit. Hopefully, uh, prevent the dying. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're. So, uh, how much is he healed for? So it's a D eight plus four, ten. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Um, you're, you're able to like kind of like put your hand on his stomach, and you can see it kind of stitched together. It's um, 
like it caught him underneath the plate mail. And so it, um, it was a pretty good cut through the leather. Um, and so that, that's still there, but it, it's, you can tell that, you know, you're able to take care of this so that he's no longer in danger. And uh, you can tell that Constable Hunter starts feeling much better. He's like, Oh my God. Um, all right. There is something nasty in this town. I, the one thing I did see was that it had a mask on that looked very much like that symbol that was on your wall earlier today. That's well, we, uh, we want to tell you more, but if we will tell you more, but we have to go now, uh, you feel okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be fine, but we we need to figure this out. Like, we will. if there's some we, if there's if there's something going on like in in town right now, and there's a there's a killer on the loose, and it's tied to what's going on, we we need to have we need I need to ask you some questions. We're, I I want to answer your questions, but we are on a chase, and hopefully we will have even more answers. We we will be we will check in on with you at sunrise, and uh, here take two uh, take two soldiers with you, uh, Gary and Greg, go with them. Right. Come on, Gary. Come on, Greg. Let's let's go. And then we we're going back to the mines. Uh okay. Yeah. So I I mean we can just we can just kind of expedite this. You guys are running down uh and following the compass still. And uh As I'm following exactly. it, I'm I'm asking Gary about his kids, just trying to really <laughs> learn his background. So I've got emotional investment in him. Oh yeah, I have uh, I got a couple kids. Uh, that really just you know, I, you know, just trying to you know, trying to raise them right and just doing everything we can. I really hope we can get them, get you back to them, nice and safe, shortly after I, this excursion. Yeah, I'm sure this red shirt I'm wearing is not gonna have any effect on anything. <laughs> right, no, oh. no, no effect, none whatsoever. So we we. <laughs> Uh, yeah so you get down you get down into uh you push past the first door the essentially the first gate into the mine um that is it's open um you you get through there uh there there are a couple people around but they it seems to be there there's no one like on the ground level they're all up on the parapets and you can see a couple people moving around but it's not uh it seems to be I mean, it's it's the middle of the night and no one's really on duty. So they're, uh, they're essentially just guards. Uh, yeah, they're, they're essentially just uh, Boulder Fist Mining Company, like guard militia that are manning the parapets on top of the walls. Uh, so you make it past gate, uh, you know, the gate three, the first gate, uh, and then you are at gate two. Um, and Glenn, uh, you see a uh, figure move out uh, through the door, the same door that you saw her come through earlier in the day. Uh, and you see that stocky, uh, light-haired, uh, like, human woman that you saw earlier in the day that smirked at you. Uh, and that's, yeah, you see them open the door, like, essentially come out of the door and close it uh, behind them and then turn around and just see you five, essentially. So we're just like running straight at her. Yep. Is she wearing any um, like Boulder Fist mining gear? Yep. She looks exactly like she she did before. Is the needle pointing at her? Yes. Do when I walk by her, does the needle continue to point at her? Uh, does it turn with like if we start to walk by her, does it like turn and point back at her? I will say you don't really know. I mean, if you are trying to run past her, then you can do that. If you're running straight at her, it's going to continue to point at her. No, I I 
I don't fucking know who she is. I'm gonna run right by her. Okay. Yeah. So if you're, uh, well, I mean, okay. Watching so, the needle, though. Okay. Yeah. So as you as you run uh, towards the gate, then uh, she continues to move out uh, towards uh, back towards the entrance or the exit from the mine into the town. Uh, and as that happens, uh, you get about uh, a couple steps past her, and you notice that the needle is pointing directly at her. So as the as I notice that and the needle turns, I grab the same dagger and I just pivot 180 and I overhand chuck it just at her back. And I say, you drop yes. something. Throw it at her back. Drop uh, something. Yeah, roll a, uh, roll a yes. range attack. Uh, that's going to hit. Uh, yeah, 15 it is. plus, it's a thrown weapon. So plus seven, 23. Yes. That absolutely hits. How much damage is that? It would be the da- so it would be the dagger. <laughs> so I'll I'll do it. So it's the it's the damage from the the dagger, which is a D four, and then it's a D eight for the poison. Okay. Plus all your your bonuses. Oh wow, it's terrible. Uh, so three off the weapon, and then since it's range plus five, so is eight it, damage. Is total. there any sneak attack damage? Um, I'll say Good that. Question. I'll I'll say that there is, yeah, because it's a range attack and you took them by surprise. Neat. My Siri That's just wanted another... to look up what sneak attack damage was, by the way. Another <laughs> <laughs> six damage. So fourteen damage total. Okay. Yeah, so this this knife, uh this dagger buries itself in the back of her shoulder blade, um, just below her shoulder blade, kind of not just off center in, in the middle of her back. Um, and just right. for a second, uh Actually, I'm going to roll for Constitution or a Constitution saving throw. Um, okay, uh, the guy's drops immediately, and you can see that it is uh, looking at the back of this person, long white hair, uh, black uh, leather and metal, uh, very tight armor, uh, very roguish armor, and then you can see they turn around and look at you, and you just see that red mask. Oh, shit. Uh, boys? I, yeah, I think we can roll for initiative. Fuck, dude. Okay. All right. Rolling for initiative. Oh, shit. Um, She's going to be so high on that initiative. Mm hmm. Dexy rogues. This going to be initiative is going to be an 18. Paladin with high initiative is always a good thing. With so got uh, Rangram and Glenn. I got 15. I have, a, oh. I have an 8. All right. Uh, it is definitely going to be them up first. Uh... Don't forget about Gary and Greg. <laughs> yeah, Gary and Greg are going to go. Don't you worry. I'll roll for them. That's a 3. God damn it, Gary. Okay, and then G and G will go last. Okay, awesome. Um, so the assassin is going to uh, pull the other dagger out, and uh, then actually she pulls the dagger and she's holding it in her hand, but she kind of flicks her arm down, and you see this like hand crossbow, small crossbow come out, and she just turns and just fires a, a hand crossbow directly at you, Glenn. What a dick. Uh, that is going to be a 17 plus 3. That hits. 
And that is going to be just a little bit of damage, just to like a just like a little small amount. That is going to be eight damage. Okay. As this little bolt that's only about like eight to ten inches long, kind of uh, buries in your uh, kind of in your arm. That hurts. Uh, and you do feel kind of that that slight numbing. It's a lot less potent this time, but it's uh, it is kind of spreading slowly from that point. It's like, oh, you dirty weapons, gross. <laughs> Um, and that's going to bring us to Cosmo's turn. Um, okay. So for Cosmo's turn, I was just looking at it. Just looking. Um, let's see. Um, okay, so, sorry. They paint me, so, like, how, so, obviously, she's headed towards the exit of the mine, right? Or they, whatever, the you, assassin. You both, all of um, you, are, are pretty close to each other. Um, you are essentially all kind of clustered around within, uh, 15 feet of the entrance to gate, like, around gate two. Uh, that's where you're right. at. You're, okay. you're you're all very close to gate two. Okay, and they are like 15 feet from us. Yes. Okay. Okay. You're between um, them and the gate. Okay. Um. Let's see. Then. Um. I will move up to them. I'll use my movement to get to run up to them. I pull my war pick and my axe. And then um, they're prone, right? No. Mm -mm. No? Because I nope, thought no. they got they are up. Very, they, are, they are very ready to take oh, okay. you up town. I, uh, I, sorry, I, I must have missed that when I was... No, no. Choo Choo, uh, the dunk town, dunk town train is, has left the station and you all are on it. Mm, well, that's fine. I don't, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Better get fucked, so... We, we fighting. <laughs> Yeah. Get wrecked, about bit. to be promoted to the mayors of Fucksville. Yeah. Bring that shit on right now. Um, let's see. Um, oh, right. Okay. So I will roll to hit. And then... Good start. I like that. Thanks. I try. It's going to be a uh, 17 to hit. Uh, yes, that just hits. Great. And then I'll roll me some damage. Haven't done this in a while. My dice is a little dusty. So that's gonna be eight damage. And then, uh... uh yeah. You're just swinging down on them with your, uh... Your well, war pick? well, they're not prone, so I'm just swinging at them, I guess. Right, you're just swinging at them, yeah. And in a downward arc. No, in a in a lethal type way. Um, and then uh, I mutter, uh, "Your fights with," so I say, "I say you fight with me," and then uh, they have to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, yeah. 
Like, like saving like. throw. That is only an 11. Motherfucker! <laughs> you are the target falls prone. Wait, what did you do? I casted command. I say, I speak a one word command to a creature you see within range. The target must succeed, which it failed. Um, uh, da, 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 so they must grovel. Oh. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so they're not going to go prone. They're going to go down to one knee. It says the target do. falls prone. Okay, they're prone as far as the game goes, but the stat of prone, but the, for flavor, they are down on one knee. One knee. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, it says, uh, it says then it ends, it ends its turn, but it's not their turn, so. So I think, yeah, so how does that work? Are they they're not stuck that way? I, I don't know. Just... It's They... Um, says here i'll read i'll read uh, probably uh, do it on them some here i'll I'll read the rest of it it says some typical commands and their effects follow you might issue a command other than one described here oh wait a minute if the target can't follow never mind nope yeah i'll just skip their turn i'm curious uh that one might be up to you as to because they probably would have to make another wisdom saving throw at their turn. Maybe? I think it's more that if you held your action to cast the spell, it's and like you did it at the start of their turn, their turn would just right. end. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they'd probably have to try to break it. Um, it is it is it is command the spell. I don't know and how to print such a core. I also think that it, it would work in the way that like uh, Tasha's hideous laughter would work. Whereas if you get they get attacked, they would get another save. Um, if I get attacked or if they get attacked, they get attacked. That's well, if you uh, get attacked, that's our it works on the target's turn. So you have to it, you do have to like hold the action. It looks like it's a bonus action. So I don't know. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, it's a bonus action. That's oh, wait a target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. Oh, awesome. On its next turn. So it's next turn, it falls prone. Correct. That's a cool spell. And it misses its turn. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We can re- we can retro this if we want to. I was come I was clicked on a different spell when I saw that it was a bonus action. It is an action. I can cast the other Oh, sp- it is, yeah. Um, oh, you're intact. I can I can cast the other spell if you want me to. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be able to. So so here's here's what we do instead. Then, um, uh-huh. what I was on was compelled duel, uh, which means that um, they failed the saving throw. The creature is drawn to me, compelled okay. to draw by my divine demand. Um, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than me and must yep. make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than 30 away from it's not. Okay. Yeah, essentially, you come at me, bro, them, and now they have to fight you. Yeah. Basically. Cool. I dig it. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do that. Um, yeah, so they are not prone. No. Um, Bummer. That that's brings us cool. to Glenn. Yeah, I know. Yes, go. it does. So I go ahead and I flank the hell out of her, them, they. And with my double-bladed scimitar, I'm going to take a strike um, from behind. And I'm, 
assuming I have advantage because it's flanking them. Yep. And that's going to be a dirty 20. Yeah, dirty 20 to hit. I don't think you would... I don't know if flanking works like mm. that where you'd get advantage. I think you would just get your well, she's. Well, she's, she'd be engaged with Cosmo, so she'd ha he'd have advantage. Thank okay. you. And sorry, I, I only rolled one d20. I just meant it for the sake of sneak attack. I, w I didn't roll two d20s. I only rolled one. Okay, gotcha. Perfect. Um, so it's two d4s plus five, which should be seven, 12 damage on the first hit. Okay. Plus sneak attack, which would be another five damage, 17 damage total. And then with my bonus action, I'm going to do like a big old flurry above my head and then bring down the other side of it. And as I'm bringing it down, be like, actually, your fight's with me. And I just take it like right across her back. <laughs> nice. For uh, another bonus action to attack. See if I even hit. Uh, that one probably doesn't hit. 12 on that one. It may. Holy shit. This is wait that no, one doesn't hit no that doesn't yeah that doesn't hit okay and I just sweep swipe like right above her head and I just miss yeah. and she kind of ducks out okay um awesome That's my turn Rangrim okay so <coughs> Rangrim is going to do something a little different I'm going to use my bonus actions. Searing Smite, and my Warhammer is now emblazed with Holy Fire. And I'm just gonna run right up to her and smash her in the face. And if I hit, she's set on fire. Okay, awesome. She takes 1d6 damage and then is literally on fire as long as I hold concentration on the spell and takes 1d6 at the start of every turn. Okay. That is a... Uh... I think this hits. This is a 15 plus 6, so 21. Yes, that definitely hits. 21. Boom, boom, boom. So, I just forget my worm. It does. I think it's a D8. Yeah, D8 plus 3. 11 with the Warhammer. Yeah, the assassin is hurting currently. And then another 2 fire damage. Okay. And now she is so on fire. <laughs> um, okay. So, Rangrim, you run up, and when you hit them, you hit them in the face with your Warhammer, um, you knock them across the side of the face, and this mask goes flying, and they kind of like look down to the side, and they're, they're kind of grabbing their face. And when they look up, you are absolutely, absolutely like taken like aback, um, and you don't really know what to do because the face that you see in front of you is a face you haven't seen in about 50 years. Although she's older, you see your daughter in front it, of you. Saw, oh, snap. I saw that coming. And, and, uh, with that, when you hit her across the face, um, you can see that like her eyes, like they are, they're not, um, they're not like dull or anything like that, but they do seem like black. Like there are no pupils, like they are just like completely black. And uh, 
as as they kind of come up and they and they look at you, um, you see them just turn to mist, and you look like you look behind you, and they are on the other side of the gate, and they're making a full sprint, um, having being about thirty feet past you now, and they are running deeper into the mines, and then you see them turn, you see them essentially like turn invisible, and that is the last you see of them. So. Yeah, that is, uh, I think that's where we're going to end tonight's session. I'm going to have to kill your daughter, Ingram. Son of a...